Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know how hot, it is. Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Or should I be saying Happy New Year? Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to 2016. I'm telling you, I am excited about this new year. I'm looking forward to some great things happening in my life and on the show, and I hope you are planning, anticipating, and expecting some great things to happen in your life as well. I am such a fan of new beginnings. I love the start of something new, something fresh, something different. And that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. We're going to be focusing on the difference and the choices that we make. Our topic today, people, is so appropriate in starting the new year. As we look into 2016 and where we're going and what we're doing, we can't help but to reflect back on 2015. You know, we're often told not to look in our rear view mirror, but sometimes you kind of got a glimpse back there just to kind of see where you're going, make sure you don't make those same mistakes you've made in 2015. Well, this morning, people, we're going to be talking about when to trust your common sense. Specifically, how to use intuition. Do you have it or not? You know, they say women are born with it. Do we utilize it? Do we listen to it? If we do, why do we make the same mistakes over and over again? Am I the only one that sit in guilt from time to time and think, damn, I wish I hadn't done that? Why did I do that? Darn it, I did it again. Do you often do that when you knew something Something is in your gut that's telling you, I knew I shouldn't have done that right after it happens? Well, my hope is that this morning we're going to talk about those things and learn how to read into that so that we don't do that anymore. Yeah, so this time next year we can all be talking about those fruitful things that happened to us because we used our tuition. Psychology today defines intuition as a magical phenomenon. Is it really magical, though? Or is it just a bunch of hunches and relying on common sense? Some believe that common sense is formed out of past experiences and knowledge. You know, we know better because we do better, and we rely on that to help us make better decisions. Well, this morning, folks, I have a treat for you. I have a woman in a cafe who is an author, a speaker, and an intuition coach. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. She's in the cafe with me today, and she will demonstrate to us and take us to the next level in recognizing our own talents, skills, and abilities. You see, she teaches others how to use intuition to make better decisions. We're so lucky to have. Sheree Franklin in the cafe with us today. 
Good morning, Ms. Franklin. How are you? Good morning, Sawyer. And please call me Sherry. We're we're I feel like we're already old friends. <laughs> okay, Sherry. I okay. I will do that. Well, we're, we're definitely going to be after this thirty minute segment. You're right. Well, well, welcome, welcome to the show. I understand you have a new book coming. It was not a new book, but you do have a book, and that's out. And I do want my audience to get a copy of it. It's called Intuition: The Hidden Assets. Everyone should learn to use. So congratulations on that. And please tell the audience where they can get a copy of the book. Thank you so much, Tori. Um, The book is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. So we've been out for a little bit, but, you know, definitely new readers are always a desired goal. So thanks so much for saying that. Awesome, awesome. Okay. So when did you... You know, speaking of tuition, intuition. When did you have the 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 hunch to write this material? Well, like so many of us, you know, I struggled with my own doubts and insecurities about getting the book written. For a long time, I felt because I didn't have a master's degree or a PhD, I I wasn't equipped to write a book about intuition, even though I had been an Advent student of it and had been studying intuition really for over 20 years. And I I came to develop that passion at such a deep level when I was a full-time mom at home. And I had the time to pursue taking classes, meditation classes, and getting books out the library, and really just started honing the craft and acknowledging to myself that it really is an innate ability that you can harness and learn how to work, to use more effectively. And I guess the, the catalyst for the decision to write the book happened about five years ago when I was selected out of 100,000 email applicants to travel to Australia with Oprah as part of her Oprah Ultimate Fan Show. It was the first show of her last season. And we didn't know we were going to Australia. And they asked everyone one question. They said, what is your dream. And I told them my dream had been to meet the Aboriginal people, even though, again, I didn't know we were traveling to Down Under. So winning that spot on that show allowed me to connect with the fact that my intuition really did serve me, and it could serve me in greater ways, and that I am equipped to share my knowledge, wisdom, and insight with others. Wow. I bet that was an amazing experience, like a dream come true, huh, to be on that oh, show. Oh, you're right, because <sighs> I I think we all have those dreams, though, Soy. But what happens is, you know, sometime after we get knocked down and, you know, we get disappointed, or, you know, then, then the other issue is a number of us have dream killers that surround us in our life, and they'll tell us all the reasons why our dreams can't come true. And your dream killer could be your best friend, it could be your mother, your brother, your father, it might be your boss, or it could even be yourself. And we tell ourselves all the reasons why everything we want can't work out. And we have to change that script in order to connect with our intuition more effectively. Because when we start selling ourselves to ourselves, we'll trust ourselves and take action on the things that we know really are right for us to do. 
So you, you're saying that sometimes we talk ourselves out of it. Forget the, the enemy being outside. Sometimes the enemy is the enemy. And we could very much be talking ourselves out of um, utilizing or relying upon our intuition. Is that what you're saying, Sharon? Exactly. Well, a lot of times what happens is because we're so cluttered and so busy and our worlds are so chaotic, we don't know how to be silent and really listen. And a lot of times what people will tell themselves is, you know, I don't have time for that. But the reality is, what do you have time for more than valuing your higher self? And it comes during those moments of of quietness. You know, maybe we just take a few minutes to meditate. You know, times when we focus our intentions on just completely slowing down and turning off all the outside distractions and focusing in on, ourselves, what do you really want? What's really holding us back? Those are questions we need to pose to ourselves all the time to help us to become more innately aware of what's going inside of us all the time. Wow. You know, I um I'm I'm going to make a confession here on the on the first Saturday of two thousand sixteen um, I'm going to make a confession, and I generally, um, I mean, I, I sure I call this show Real Talk because we generally have a real conversation, and there are times where I learn as well. As being the host of the show, I love talking to people and having specialists and experts come on the show like yourself who have um, either learned or written material, studied material, and 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 I am the first example to be a person who wants change. And so I, when we put this show out here for those who want change to be able to gravitate and take what they learn from it. And you have just given me confirmation because over the past holiday period, I have been trying to be still. Um, I am at a professional cliff in my life. I don't know what's going to happen, but something I've been trying to be still and, and, and to listen and to rely on intuitions. And I've even fell back from doing some things so that I can hear what it is I'm supposed to do, or you know, and, and where I, I need to be going. So to hear you say that to me this morning is, is just a confirmation, and it's, and it's telling me to hold on. So I appreciate that. But let's get more into this intuition so others can be able to, to, to tap into it. Um, let's talk about what it is. So, so for those who may not know that that is what's knocking on their door. That is why they're having these thoughts in the middle of the night, why they can't sleep. Let's share some examples of, of, of what it is so people can, can see what, what is intuition? What is that? Because I so well, I'm think that women, women are born with it. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Well, it's not a gender-based issue. That's one thing. It's an innate ability. I'm going to read you shortly the definition that I have in my book on page 16. Intuition okay. is the God-given gift that gives each human ability human the ability to sense and feel what is going on in and around us at all times. Our hidden asset is the invisible consciousness that protects, supports, and helps heal us in all areas of our lives. When we dedicate time to quiet our minds, this opens a doorway connecting with our inner wisdom. Okay? And a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of names that they call intuition. They call it trust your gut, inner compass, um, inner knowing, but whatever word you want to use for it, that's okay for you. But it really just amounts to paying attention to the the subtle signs that are going on inside of us. Think about your body mm. 
as being your own private laboratory. It's always gathering information all the time, and our job as human beings is to uncover the meaning of those signs. A lot of people, you know, recognize when it becomes trust your gut. They might get a feeling in their stomach. Their stomach tightens up just when they know they're doing something that's not for their highest good. And other times it may present as a slight headache or a nervous twitch in the eye. But however your sign appears, that's normal for you. So everybody Mm -hmm. just, you know, you're right. You just got to tune in because if we really think about it, so this is earth school. We're always learning new new information, right, all the time. And a lot of people think that our, our learning stops when we get through with traditional school. But the reality is it's going on in and around you all the time because you have to make wise decisions in order to move your life forward in the direction that you want. I like that. Earth school. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I like that. I like that. So the for those of you who missed it, the definition of intuition is on page 16 of her book, and, and you get that, and, and I love how you, you laid that out very, very clearly, very transparent. So if it's that clear, why do, why do we, why are we so afraid to use it? Why do we, why do we, why is that? Well, I'd say there are a number of reasons. First of all, we just said it. We're too cluttered with information. You know, we've gotten seduced on technology now. We turn to the iPad or our smartphone, anything other than to turn inward for the information we need. And also the other thing is we really ignore our own feelings and emotions. You said it you said it yourself. There are times when you beat yourself up and say, I knew I should have done this and this. And many times what happens is when people will realize something hasn't gone the way they want it, they will say, I, I knew the right path to trust, and I didn't do it. And finally, we've forgotten how to love ourselves. We don't spend the time really loving who we are, you know, to love your path, even the, the weaknesses and the strengths. To really love your path is embracing the highest form of of life that we can we can invoke. So love you, love your journey, even if things haven't gone so right. I love the fact that you pointed out at the beginning that you were really willing to be vulnerable and say, "I'm at a cliff. I'm at a, at a professional cliff," and I think that's the way a lot of us feel in this new year. A lot of us are trying to figure out, okay, what's the path that that we should take? And it begins with quieting down, not packing every minute in with, you know, multitasking or with multiple things to do. It's allowing ourselves to be a little quieter and to slow down and pay attention to what's going on inside of us. You know, I um, I recognize that in hindsight, like looking back on some plans I had in my life, sure, I recognized that there were times I ignored my intuition out of fear. You know, I think sometimes we're afraid to be successful. You know, <laughs> that we think we're afraid to be, I know me personally, I'm afraid to be, I don't like to be disappointed. And I'm still working through that. I don't like to be disappointed. Sometimes I'll beat myself up about it. I feel like, well, I should have known better. I should have done this, should have done that, should have, what a yada, yada, yada. And mm-hmm. I 
And earlier in years, I've, I've, I've kind of learned that some of that sometimes I didn't listen to my intuition because I was afraid that it would that it would work. And sometimes mm. it's easier to stay where we are. You know, we get comfortable doing what we do, saying what we are, because we pretty much know the outcome. <laughs> but to, we we want something different. It requires something different of us, and then we have in our mind, in our in our mind, maybe not in our hearts, we kind of see that we should do something different. But we but we don't. No, I think fear of success is a very real fear that many of us struggle with. I mean, I I was afraid to write this book, so it, the the weekend I I. The weekend I released the book to my volunteer readers, and I had some wonderful friends who stepped up to assist me. I literally got so sick to my stomach that I couldn't do anything for a couple hours because I was so afraid how they would view my material. And I I didn't get over it until probably later on that evening when my stomach finally settled down. So that's, that's how our emotion impacts our physical well-being. And fear is the emotion that blocks us so often from trusting our intuition because once fear gets engaged, see, we, we process fear in one-fifteenth of a millisecond. That's less time than it takes for you to blink both your eyes. So when we put fear in, it blocks our ability to actually acknowledge or take action on our intuition. And so what I say is you need to get comfortable with fear and treat it like an old friend. Know the warning signs as it presents in your mm-hmm. body. And then you can say, so that's fear. I know what that is, you know, and then you can decide mm-hmm. how to shift out of it. And the way to shift out of any emotion is to put a stronger emotion next to it. The strongest emotion you can put out is love. If you shift into love, that will help you balance out and be able to know what you should do. And it might even save your life one day. Because have you ever come up against somebody and you're really angry and they're really angry and you just bam, 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 bam. We can't think. We can't hear. But if you shift into love, you can move back. And you might make a better decision then. Mm. I like that. Shift out of fear into love. I like that. Sure, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. What do you think about vision boards? You know what, it's too funny because I'm doing a vision board workshop in Chicago on January 23rd. And Mm -hmm. the reason I like doing it is I attach it with the manifesting meditation. And I think that any time you're manifesting, you use any tool that works with you. It may be you, you, you manifest visioning, you know, in a verbal capacity with a good friend who supports you and affirms what you want to do. Or... You can create the images to put up, to to look at on a day-to-day basis. <clears throat> Excuse me. It really just depends on your prefer- personal preference for how you want to manifest. One of the things I do, and I was doing it right before I, um, right before you called, I like to use EFT, the emotional freedom technique. The emotional freedom technique is based on a, a series of tapping on various points. And I like to do EFT and write out what I want to create for a given day and then think about it. And for me, that, that's a way of affirming it. But I love vision boards because I think so many of us are visually oriented and you like to have that image in front of you about what you want to project or what you want to create 
for a new year. How, how does the vision board associate with intuition? Well, I think that as we're visualizing what we want to create, it's important that we really have good feelings around it, that we don't allow ourselves to get into the, you know, doubts, fears, and insecurities, or, you know, replaying like instant replays, our old mistakes. And so you've got to be focused on, wow, I see myself having my debt paid off. I see myself gaining new educational skills. You know, so what it is that you visualize, you've got to, you know, but you know what they say, right? They say when you pray, move your feet. So you have to do things mm. with that vision too. You have to be willing to take calculated risk to implement the changes that you want in your life. Mm. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, in in your book, there there is a, a, a chapter. Actually, it's part three. It's called Choices. And and I think in chapter seven, you talk about the turning point. Let's explain to people what what that is. Can you explain? Well, a turning point is a critical point when you get at when you have to make a decision. When you have to say, okay, which way am, am I going to go? And it could be based on some type of major event that occurs in your life, um, say the death of a loved one. It could be a, a result of a loss of a job. But it's the point where you have to decide how you're going to move your life forward. And I like to say that there's never growth without upheaval. You don't grow mm. when everything do, 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 do. You only grow when you're being stretched. And upheaval is a stage none of us want to go through. You know, no one wants to be in upheaval. You know, this is, it impacts you everything physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And when you're going through upheaval, that's a stage when, you know, we can be so humbled and often so embarrassed at the same time because other people know that things aren't going great for us. And we, you know, mm-hmm. most of us we go bow. And we don't want our dirty laundry to be out for others to see. But invariably, when you go through a period of upheaval, it, it actually is a, a, that turning point in your life. Because how would you act when you're in that stage determines how long before you'll be in a success stage or an achievement stage again. Because if we go down and we don't get back up, and we stay locked into the drama of whatever has occurred for for months, sometimes even years, you know, guess what? Life has moved on, and you haven't. So, you know, acknowledging where you are is a big part of being able to come out of it because, see, we live on a free will planet. Each of us gets mm-hmm. to decide every day who we want to be and how we want our life to flow. Now, there's a certain percentage of things that are out of our control. I used to, when I was younger, I used to think that we had control over maybe 70% and 30% was out of our control. So sorry now, I think to myself, you're lucky if you have the 30%, you know, because so many things happen that we don't have any control over. But the Creator gives us control over one thing, and that is our conscious mind. 
And we have Mm -hmm. to monitor our thoughts. We have to be aware of our emotions. Wow. This book is a masterpiece. Oh, I'm so intrigued. I'm so intrigued. And, and I can't wait to finish finish reading it. And I'm excited about the outcome, hopefully the outcome of the changes in my life once I finish reading it and mastering it and process it and begin to practice it. But let me just say, in, in all honesty, I was a little disappointed that um, – you know, I, I I wouldn't say I'm pro women, but I respect and I love being a female. So when you, when you, when I learned that, uh, well, we all have it. It's not just women have it. I was like, oh, women, <laughs> oh, we don't we don't have that. <laughs> but I, I noticed that in 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 your book, you do separate um, a, a chapter of of women, and then you talk about a chapter of men. Why why did you feel the need to do that? Well. I had men, male clients come in at a time where I, I was just really amazed at the level of growth they were coming in on because they were coming in freely admitting, you know, many of the things that we as women go through, they're, they're just as hurt as we are. Um, they're, they're going through their own doubts and insecurities. And many times with men, though, they will, you know, totally, totally turn off from their emotions, that's the big thing because men will sit down and go, you know, I live in Chicago, and they go, what about those bears, what about the bulls? But they won't sit down and talk <laughs> at the local women do. And because women, it's commonplace for us to sit down and say, this is going, this is happening with me, this is what I'm going through. And we'll commiserate and encourage each other. Men mm-hmm. tend to shut that emotion off. So when I started having men show up, male clients show up who were consciously aware and really wanted to do things to change, like I, there's one chapter, one part in the chapter was about a, a gentleman who had um, had been dating women and had been effectively mm-hmm. just dumping them at the first sign that anything was amiss. And it took mm-hmm. him being confronted by a woman's friends and her support system. They just, you know, kind of went off on him. And, um, you know, he came home with a splitting headache and really had to take his own accountability about what he had done in his own life to cause that to happen. And I was really proud when he made the decision that he did want to pursue a relationship with someone that, you know, could reflect his highest good. And he went on, you know, to marry and has been able to maintain a successful relationship. But the catalyst for him was when those women went off on him. When they came to their friend's defense and they said, wait a minute, you treated her like she was a disposable person. You just dumped her, didn't say anything, you know, and it's not fair to leave walking wounded. You know, we, we need to treat people uh-huh. with the highest respect. How you end things sets the tone for new beginnings. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well that's that's a good that's a good message and you know what right? and and service on on New Year's Eve night, that's exactly what the word was left with, how you ending. So that that that's wonderful. And and speaking and speaking of ending, I'm I'm, I'm so sad that, that the show will will be ending. I, I really enjoyed you being in, in the cafe and, and chit chatting with me about your about your book. I'm wishing you much success. And I am 
I know that people who are listening to this uh, segment will be interested in purchasing the book. So do go to Amazon.com, folks, and, and do pick up Sherry Franklin's book. You can get more information about her at E-R-E-E, Franklin, F-R-A-N-K-L-I-N.com, and that's SherryFranklin.com. Her book, Intuition, The Hidden Asset Everyone Should Learn, to use is available on Amazon. Thank you so much for being on the show with me, Sherry. I have enjoyed you as a visitor. I do want you to come back. Soya, I'm honored. You you're a wonderful host and you do a lot to enlighten the consciousness of the planet with your work. Thank you for your service. All right, folks. You've heard it from Sherry Franklin today, our guest is Talking with us about intuition, I want you to pick that book. Hoping everyone will be inspired about what we shared today. I'm definitely on my journey. Get on yours as well and do better in 2016 so you all those dreams can come true in your life. Find me on your social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and all those other great uh, tools out there you can use to improve your life. Get on it and make 2016 better. Visit the website, talktotalkwithsoy.com. Drop us a comment, share your views, and show your support. I love you. Happy New Year, everyone, and thanks for listening.